So we were working on step eight, and tonight we're, is the conclusion of step eight, and we have some questions. So what is step eight? Step eight is when we made a list of all persons we had harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. So we were at the point where step eight asks us to make a deep and honest search of our true motives and actions. Number one, we may feel we mainly injured ourselves. Two, list people who may not know they were injured or harmed. I felt that way for the longest time that I felt that it was only myself that I I hurt. And I share often about the residual and, and some of that I learned in treatment. Like I remember us having to write down even our dogs, you know, or our pets that were impacted by our gambling. And I know it sounds stupid, but if you hear people coming out of recovery or coming into recovery or after they've been there a while and they, they have pets or, you know, have dogs and you hear them, the gratitude of being able to walk their dogs. Like when, when you're gambling, like I remember specifically for me when I was being a little devious, Dave was working third shift. He'd go to work and uh, I'd say goodnight, and he'd think I was in bed for the night, and I would take off and go to the casino. Well, Snowflake didn't have me in bed with her those nights. You know, it wasn't very fair. So that's uh, that's one example of injuring someone other than myself. Why list people who may not know they were injured and harmed? So the, so the process here is not necessarily about other people this is about you and I'm going to take it from the perspective of this is about you healing so that you can move past some of this stuff like you need to empty your bucket and identifying people who may not even know that they were harmed is is a way of not keeping another secret or a lie That's my impression anyway on why I think that that's important. The discussion points are, A, our anger and impatience, how these affect and tax others. Impatience is still a skill that I could do a better job with. (laughs) Um, Being patient anyway, and, and anger and frustration, there's... There's times I definitely get frustrated and angry. Not as often, not as bad as once upon a time. Another thing that I had learned in treatment was the 30-second rule where I couldn't be angry for anything for more than 30 seconds. And as I was just thinking about sharing that with you, I know I've mentioned it on another episode. It it really was... Um, a pretty monumental gift to be told that, I mean, my my counselor, because I was a pain in the ass, well, he actually wasn't even my counselor, but he's like, okay, I'll let you have 15 minutes. And like, that was it. 
and it was a good lesson. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm thinking about how grateful I am to spend this time with you guys, you know, every morning and every night, because maybe I don't think about that 30 second rule in my day to day business. Like this is how you guys are helping me in my recovery because I'm being present and mindful and sharing these things with you that I get to draw on these tools and I should remind myself to use them as well. So thank you for that. That's my little aha moment there. Specific harm done to others, not monetary. This could include things that we talk about, like not being present, uh, breaking trust, right? Like when you break somebody's trust, that's like, brutal like for both parties you know um chuck told us the story about stealing from his own mom do you think that mom wants to feel lack of trust to her son like that's not that that's not i think what any human wants to to feel especially when it's their loved ones time you know, there's there's stories of, of so much lost time. When we met Brett in one of the early episodes, it was about, you know, he wasn't there for parts of um, his daughter being born or his son being born and being out in the hallway gambling on stock market stuff instead of taking care of his family. That's all harmful stuff. So I, I'm going to challenge you to think about that. Who in your life have you done harm to? And you know what? There's people that we don't even know who essentially we could have harmed by our actions. It could be people. It could be people that needed us that we didn't even know needed us. But because we were at the casino, you know, we were not there, not in that moment. Now, again, I believe everything happens for a certain reason. So I'm not discounting that. However, it's just we don't even know some of the damage we've done. Should our list enlarge as we recover from gambling? So these are opinions, right? And these are just my opinions. But I think no. I, I think that if we're... What, whatever frame of recovery that you're doing, whether it's step work or it's using, uh, you know, just self-care strategies and therapy or group, whatever, whatever it is, if you're this, if you're actively in recovery, and I'm saying actively in recovery, I'm going to tell you guys a, a story about something that happened last night. Um, but if you're actively in recovery, you should be not harming people anymore. Because you're working on yourself and you're trying to treat people with love and respect and being kind and being honest, right? In your recovery, you shouldn't be lying anymore. I, I literally said this to one of my friends not too long ago because the lie was just so minuscule and unnecessary. I'm like, dude, you need to start living a life that isn't lies, please. It wasn't a lie to me. It was just, it was just such a not important lie that it shouldn't even been told. So... No, we shouldn't be damaging more people once we're in recovery. Our list should be shrinking. And the the part that I was trying to drive home to you guys last night was 
this list is is a cleaning house like so that you're not hanging on to that and you're you're forgiving yourself and you're moving forward now you may mess up on things again in the future whether it's gambling or something else you may do things that you want to punish yourself for or feel shame or guilt or whatever um, let's use this as a learning time to practice this concept so that when we do screw up in the future, we forgive ourselves faster and we continue to move on. We just keep dumping that negative shit out of that bucket. There's just no room in our bucket. And for those of you who don't know what the bucket is, it's, I don't know, it's how I started visualizing somewhere <laughs> along my uh, coping with coop episodes a, a, a way to explain that it's like we have a bucket in our in our gut and if we hold on to all that negative feelings or the the shit that can get put in the bucket then we don't have any room for all the good stuff that we should be filling our bucket with and when our bucket fills of good stuff we can share that with the world and, and take it out on people in a positive way and try to spread the love. But if our bucket's overfilling with shit, we're doing damage to ourselves and probably the people around us. So that's my bucket theory. Um, are we manipulating and pressuring any loved ones today? So this reading is in, in, in true context happening in a Gambler's Anonymous room. And hopefully we aren't manipulating and pressuring any loved ones on that particular day, you know, in recovery. Again, we're not perfect, right? So there might be, let's say you're trying to fix some financial stuff. There might be heavy conversations, even though you're in the rooms and you're in recovery and you're trying to sort through stuff, there might be some heavy duty conversations that may feel pressure to another, you know, to a loved one or manipulating to another one. I can't really speak to that. You know, it's going to be different for everyone. I know I personally don't feel today like I'm manipulating or pressuring any loved ones. I don't try to manipulate and pressure any not loved ones. Like it's funny because I'm um I'm having what's called uh well, we're we're offering this class in a couple weeks and it's for my second business that's just kind of evolved, which is hiring virtual assistants to help people that are in some of this classwork that I've been doing get their businesses up and going, like at an affordable rate, all the things that are available. And I tell people about it. And do I want them to come be my customer for revenue? Sure, but that's not really why I want to be their customer. And that's not really why we started this. I know the value I've gotten since I've started using virtual assistants. So I want to give that to people. But because there is a, a financial component, a sales component, I want to make sure I'm not pressuring the people I care about and stuff like this is a, I mean, I guess really, because I know it'll help them. I should almost pressure them because it'll help them in their lives. Um, the same thing with the gambling email challenge that's coming up. I'm not going to pressure you to go buy the email challenge. However, if you're ready, if you're someone who hasn't had had effective recovery time and you want to try and you want to, you know, utilize different approaches and stuff, then absolutely come come in my email challenge. You know, let me try to help you through that. It, you know, another tool and resource and, and different strategies. Um, 
I'm not going to pressure you to do that, though. I know that in the long run, though, if you apply what you'll what will be shared with you and you start on, you know, the path to keep your bucket empty of negative and and do some of the digging and some of the work stuff that I know works. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you and you stop gambling. How is your life going to change? Like I would actually be stealing from you by not sharing it with you. Because what a life looks like in a healthy recovery, not gambling, is just such a freaking 360 from what it looks like when we are gambling. It's just absolutely insane. So I totally digress. What else is new? All right. We are advised to use a quiet objective view to identify harm done to others. Number one, avoid extreme judgments and exaggeration. To avoid building unwarranted pressures. The last group of discussion points. What's the meaning of the slogan, don't try to solve all your problems at once? Wow. So I just hung up. This is very interesting. I just hung up with um, my stepfather and he told me that my brother had gone to a, a counseling session with my mom. And I didn't get like all the details. Mom had mentioned it to me too the other day. And what he said, he thought that there was some progress that came out of the meeting because mom talking to the therapist too, it sounds like my brother gets overwhelmed and tries to fix everything or handle everything all at once instead of addressing one thing at a time. And maybe that's part of why he still, um, you know, has times of spiral or, or not super success. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't coach, <laughs> I don't coach my brother because that wouldn't work. It's a little tight uh, trying to handle the family stuff and, and give advice. So I can't play in that sandbox. But um, if that's something you're trying to do, it, it would create overwhelm. And overwhelm would lead us right back to whatever behaviors we probably shouldn't be doing. Where if we do little nuggets, and I think we talked about this in the context of moving the mountain, you know, you take a piece of the mountain, a piece of the mountain, and all of a sudden the mountain's built on the other side. It's the same thing with your problems. Don't try to, don't try to solve everything all at one time. Is self-confidence growing in GA or are we getting cured? Oh, that's a good one, right? I think that on some level this happened to me the first time that I quit gambling, you know, when I was going to GA in Kansas City. I didn't think I was cured. Like, that wasn't the cause of my relapse. But I definitely felt the fear, the fear that kept me from going back start to fade over time. If 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 you're feeling like you got this, chances are you probably don't have it. Um, full disclosure, <laughs> that's just kind of the way it works. Do I feel like I will never gamble again? I absolutely do. Do I have to, as soon as I finish saying that, remind myself mentally and out loud in this case, tell you that I also need to be mindful every day and be diligent every day about that, that, that I can't just assume I'll never gamble again because I don't want to or, you know, I don't you know, that whole never premise is a bit overwhelming too. So 
That's where all that one day at a time stuff comes in. I don't feel like I ever have the need to gamble again as a coping mechanism as long as I continue to practice my healthy habits that are better coping mechanisms. Or even better, how about avoiding situations that are triggers and putting up boundaries and protecting myself against those things that would make me want to relapse um, or just go numb to not deal with things. So I don't, I don't know my, my position on being cured is, is definitely evolving. I don't know that anyone is ever cured. Um, but I'm not closed-minded to the fact that maybe it is possible. I mean, if if you're from the school of thought that it's a disease and there's other diseases that get cured, so maybe it is possible. Uh, yeah, I totally digressed again, but that's just the place I'm in, in a place of learning and, and trying to evolve. Meaning of the slogan, easy does it. I think that really ties in well to the, you know, don't try to solve all your problems at once. Let's go slow. Let's take a breath. We don't have to be running, running, running all the time. Whether it's running away from things or running towards things, you know, towards our solving, even even recovery. It doesn't happen overnight. Like my current morning routine continues to change, for example. Well, here, I'm sitting here with you now. And six months ago, it wasn't my routine or my recovery plan to do a podcast, you know, twice a day. That wasn't how I thought about it. And now as I get ready to wind up, you know, the two times a day is, is going to be ending. And I actually haven't decided if that's tomorrow or the following week because there's just so much going on. I, I can't, I can't deliver everything and deliver it as well as I'd like to. Um, unless I go easy, does it? You know, I if I, overwhelm could be a way of stressing myself out and lead me back to betting or drinking or whatever if I'm not handling the stress of it if I'm not handling it in a, in a healthy way with good solutions so that's kind of how all this interchanges I think in my humble little opinion so I want to tell you guys a story uh, before I go I probably should just wait until tomorrow and tell you but I had a very interesting call and I've been so random about this um, little details here and there about this whole uh, relationship and this dynamic. I have to just tell you how the, the end. So I've shared with you that I hadn't been talking to this person for well over seven months. That was a boundary for me. And I knew that the reason there was two reasons I had to sever this friendship relationship whatever because I couldn't hurt anymore about it I wasn't being treated the way that I should have been I wasn't being valued um, so it wasn't it wasn't serving me in any way and I had to just create that boundary and then the second part of it was because the feelings were so raw and so deep and so just crazy, 
I also I had never in the in the three years of knowing him never insulted him like never called him a name never did you know habits that I would call you know like my old relationship behavior which is so like how absurd is it right that the people that we love most are the ones that we can get the most evil with it's it's just disgusting but anyway I had changed, you know, through my time with him, I had changed my whole approach on relationships and how I thought and how I acted and who I was, essentially. Like, he was a big foundation for where I am today. And this last month of communicating and trying to sort it out, and I've been very clear about, I don't know that I should be talking to you. Like, I don't know who you are. Like, if he... If he started doing the work and he was changing and, and doing recovery the way that I thought maybe it was impacting him for the better in a way that it, he could treat me the way I deserve to be treated in any context. Like he was just a horrible friend even at the end. Um, if he could do that, then maybe I let him in. And there's there's a couple lessons in here. And this is, you know, those of you who want to like rush through recovery and have the world just notice how good you're doing and, and, and you go around telling people you're fine, you're fine, and you're really not, and you're not really feeling it from the inside out. It's more of a superficial thing, and it's about gaining um, people's acceptance and stuff. Like you have – so what that looks like, in my opinion, is – you are you have to tell people how good you're doing in your recovery. You know, it's like a word speak louder than actions and then people are supposed to operate on your timeline. If that's where you're at, you're not really doing recovery right. I hate to break it to you. If you're keeping your nose to the ground and minding your business and taking care of yourself and putting yourself first and trying to fix your wrongs and change things that have to be changed in, in bite-sized pieces or even thinking about taking action, even if you can't take action today or in this moment, at least planning for it and thinking about it. That's recovery. So, and, and, and by the way, it's not like he was gambling during this time. I mean, I have my, my opinions, but I don't think it really even was, he was definitely having an attitude um, but whether or not he was actually, I know he wasn't gambling. Um, I don't know if drinking played a role. I don't know, but it was just whatever it was, it didn't matter. That wasn't my, my shit. My shit was protecting myself. So anyway, so this last month of going back and forth and, um, you know, when the, the text got not communicated well and, just all this stuff we we've kind of um been talking through it and I still up until yesterday really didn't know how I felt like uh, as far as how how I felt about handling it going forward I know my feelings now about it like I've totally forgiven him I send him love and kindness every day I always have I I I remember him always thinking that I hated him like and he had the mentality that he deserved hate and nobody deserves hate. And I don't 
I don't want hate in my vocabulary or in my emotion bank. So I choose to not hate. Um, so anyway, I, I sort through that. I know that this last month has been good for me because like I actually said to him on a phone call last week, I said, geez, you know, like we should have broke up sooner and because we're communicating better than we had been, you know, before the long silence. So the conversation, the end result of last night's conversation is that he doesn't know either. Like he doesn't know what he wants out of life. Um, and he also knows that I feel it's not really good to be engaged with him for for various reasons. Um, I don't think that he would treat me bad. I think he's very remorseful, and I think that he wants to do the right thing. I don't think he ever meant to intentionally hurt me. However, I don't think he's necessarily um, in recovery, like in recovery mode enough as part of it or hasn't done the deep digging to bring to a friendship the same level that I bring to a friendship. And not that it's a comparison thing, but I don't think he could be invested in it would be a, a, a beneficial friendship for either of us. And that's been the struggle. You know, do I want to allow him back in my life and, you know, give him time? My time is precious and whatever. But here's, here's the beautiful thing about what happened. He actually made the decision for us, not like in a bad way, but I kind of knew where it was going and it was kind of fine. And I had asked him, you know, like this may be the result. But he basically said, I got to, you know, like I got to go do some soul searching here. I got to like figure this out. And I don't think it's a good idea to talk to you. And I also need to respect your boundaries because I know that if you think you're going to get hurt in dealing with me and that it's not really fair, like it's not your job to take care of my shit or to help me through my shit, which is 100% correct. Like he had that opportunity and he chose to not listen to me or, you know, work through it. It wasn't his time and that's fine, but I'm not up for that again. I won't do that again. Not, you know, not to that level. I'll be, I'll be as, as kind and loving like I I still obviously love him and I care greatly and I want him to be successful in all aspects but it's not my job to help get him there anymore I just it's just not my responsibility because that is draining that's taking the positivity out of my bucket I try to give it to him and it doesn't change we, we heard a uh, slogan today um or a I don't know metaphor whatever you call it one of my my subgroups and it was like you got to stop giving oxygen to dead people. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay. You can give oxygen to people who maybe just needed a little oxygen or even a lot of oxygen, but not the dead people. So basically don't do the hopeless people. So now I don't think he's hopeless at this point. The fact that he, it's really funny because this is what I've been waiting for. I, I've, I've known all along and I've said to him all along that actions speak louder than words. And I knew that I would know when I thought he was on a path that was suitable enough to fit into my life in any context. And him 
respecting my boundary and knowing and recognizing and looking at himself enough to make that commitment to himself to figure it out before having me be part of his life. And I still hadn't decided if he was going to be part of mine, quite honestly. Um, but the fact that he he's that self-aware in the moment and he was being very honest, you know, I was like, well, what do you want? And um, he he recognized he had to dig on this. So he's going off now into his world to do his work. And here's the thing. Let's say he goes and he does the work and he shows up in my life in whatever context. Um, to me, I can kind of see, right? He shouldn't have to come back at, at any point and say, hey, Bobby, look at me. I changed. It's, it's not going to be that way. What it's going to be is his actions or whatever will show me that he changed. Just like I can see that it's starting based on this conversation last night. So I'm like super proud of him. And I'm, I'm sharing this with you so that you, you know how it ended up, at least for now. This last month was a good, like, digestion for me. I got to, you know, ask him questions that were on my mind. I got to check in with myself on how I felt with every communication. And as you saw, I was angry for more than 30 seconds that one day. <laughs> um, but the communication to to navigate like to have that kind of conversation that we had last night was proof of our work this last month and um we both should be proud of that because we both had to put ourselves first but also be really respectful of the other person and i like wish him he said <laughs> he said he won't listen to the show anymore um because i pissed him off i think on one of them I, I'm sure he's over it but I still don't think he'd listen to the show anymore but I am proud of him and I do wish him luck and if anybody like resonates with that you know just just think about that I want you to think about this perspective too so let's say you're him and you're the person that wants to go off and and work on your recovery if I was an asshole last night and said don't even bother calling me on the other side of that or you know whatever or you know didn't feel all this this gratitude and and um happiness for him to be on on a path that I think is a, a good path if I didn't feel all of that okay so remember you're him if I'm I'm the friend that doesn't operate that way then when you're creating those boundaries you don't need to necessarily go back to that friend whether or you know, family member, whoever, if there's people in your life that aren't giving you your breathing space or respecting your decisions and choices, especially when it comes to your recovery, you, you don't need them in your life because they're going to, they're going to steal your positive. And remember, we have to protect our positive. They're going to try to steal your positive and your, your bucket just, if they're negative, which chances are they are, is your bucket's just going to fill up with their negative and you don't need their negative. So I hope you're, I hope you're seeing a couple of the different lessons I was trying to share in there. So I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy. And it's actually what I noticed today for like the first time. And this, this was the emotion that I recognized or the thing that I recognized, which really surprised me was now knowing. So when I went that whole seven months without talking to him, um, 
I was sad and I missed him. Yes. And, but there was also a lot of hurt and, and whatever. And I, I played those reels. So here we are talking about step eight. I played those reels over in my head, keeping him a bad guy so that I wouldn't reach out and, and try to connect because I still was, you know, I still had all that love and stuff in my heart. So I, I had to put up that boundary. But now, ever since last night, now I'm feeling like, oh, well, I, I, I miss him. I miss this already on the path to new version, you know, because now I know that even though the last month I didn't know whether or not I wanted to talk to him long term, um, it, it kind of makes it funny because I didn't even have to make the decision. So it's it's just interesting. You know, it's like the whole um, who breaks up with who first kind of thing. Like, I think I've seen it on television. You know, the girl really wants to break up with the boy and the boy breaks up with her. And then she gets all like, oh, I want him. That's not what I'm saying is happening here. Um, it, it's just funny how um, I am reacting in a way like, oh, and especially, you know, when there's there's commonality things that show up, those are the hardest times. All right, beautiful people. How about that for not a 10-minute episode and just working on the rest of step eight? <laughs> I kind of went a little overboard. So as I mentioned somewhere in one of my rambles, I, I am thinking of um, making tomorrow night the last night of twice a day. I have to, or tomorrow or Sunday, I have to digest that a little more. But it might be something that I need to do, give myself a little reprieve. Um, maybe I do a couple bonus episodes when we do to step nine. But I feel like I really am robbing you of some of these valuable guests. And I need to start shifting my routine because my life is, is going through another shift. And my counselor calls it the seasons. You know, like she said, for summer I was supposed to chill out a little. Um, you know, like how when the kids are off of school, they get the, the ability to chill out. And now with fall, it's about, um, you know, harvesting the fruits of our labor and being bountiful and, and more crisp and chilly. And I can't explain everything she just said or she says, but essentially I'm going, I'm, I'm definitely changing seasons right now. I think the closure with that friendship I was just telling you about, I think the growth of my um, projects is another piece of it. My ha just how I'm starting to show up in the world in a little different fashion. Um, some of my classes ended. I mean, we graduated. Well, I graduated one class last yesterday, another one um, last week, even though we have one more uh, session next week. There's just been a lot of progression happening around this last week or so. And um, I need to continue with that momentum. And it's all, again, it's all good stuff. When you're not freaking gambling and you're taking care of yourself and you have the right people in your life and you're giving out the right energy, it's all good stuff. So I'm not complaining. It's just that I think that we're going through a shift right now. And, and that's okay. So I'll keep you posted. All right, beautiful people. Have a good one.